Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Today, I have a special guest, a guy that I really, really love. We go back a long time. Tim Danahy is the host of the Tim Danahy Show, a thought-provoking program that is currently on hiatus. We can't wait to get some form of that show back. He is a former board of director uh, member at the Coffee Party USA. While both Tim and I share the similar values, our differences usually lends itself to great discussion and enhancements of both our beliefs. Tim is one of my most ardent supporters. Tim Danahy, how are you doing today? I, I am doing well. It's it's a thrill to be on the show, Egberto. Uh, you're a good man, and uh, uh, the country needs more people like you. Well, thank you, my brother. Let me tell you something. This morning, I'm going through my paperwork and not paperwork. Nobody does paperwork anymore. My stuff online and bing, my, my email rang. And it starts out this way. Dude, I was playing with wealth tax numbers on the back of scrap paper and wanted to spark some thoughts for you. But first, I want to make two statements. I'm not a credible source or economist. That's a false statement. I presume to get rid of the U.S. tax code in this little note. And I continued reading because I wasn't sure what you're going to talk about. So I'm going to ask you to do one thing for me. First of all, will you please read the rest of what you sent me? I think it's prescient. Uh, I'm happy to do that, Egberto, uh, but I'm going to do it. It's more like a bullet point presentation, but I said that the U.S. household wealth in 2019 was $96 trillion, and in 2020, it was $130 trillion. Now, there's no test on this. We're not going to be asking, but it went up, you know, uh, increased by $34 trillion in one year. And then I, I also put in Jeff Bezos' net worth, wealth, it was $177 billion in 2019, $189 billion in 2020. It went up 12 billion. Um, and the U.S. federal budget is 4.9 trillion this year, 2021. And my contention was if we tax the wealth at 10% of the increase in wealth to 10% and the ending net wealth, what, a, what Bezos owns at 2%, we would have collected $6.2 trillion in taxes. And we'd have a $1.3 trillion surplus. Um, and, and just to get it down to a, a, a top 10 or 20% level, whatever, I don't know where this uh, economic slot occurs, but suppose someone made $100,000 in 2020 and uh, their, their household wealth was uh, 200,000. You have a house, you have property, maybe a little bit saved away. Um, and it was 170,000 the prior year and you had increase. What I'm trying to get to in all of this, uh, uh, Egberto, is um, the average household wealth tax would be 7,000, which is less than half of what the statutory income tax rate would be. Uh, Bezos, on the other hand, a wealth tax of $5 billion, and he paid nothing. And so the difference, you know, Bezos would still have um, $182 billion instead of $182 He'd still be an incredibly wealthy man. Um, but instead, because we have an income tax, Bezos paid no money in 2020, effectively. And we have a, a trillion-dollar deficit 
in the United States. Um, I won't go any more because, you know, you can put up with about 30 seconds of numbers and then it starts to lose. But I, I'm hoping that, that it presents a concept maybe we should be considering a little bit more actively than, than, than we have. Okay, let me, let me just uh, uh, take, take that one step further. That is what we do on that first year. But what you, what's interesting is what you're talking about is every year you tax the increase in wealth. You didn't, you didn't say you tax uh, all wealth. You said you tax the increase in wealth. Did I understand that correctly? I would tax uh, this discussion. Of course, economists need to uh, um, massage it. I would tax the increase at 10%. Right. Bezos, Bezos gets to keep 90% of it. We all get to keep 90% of it. The increase we tax at 10%. But I would tax uh, a tax of 2%. And so uh, Bezos has he has uh, investments, he has property, percent tax on it every year. And, um, and so 98% of it would be untaxed essentially. Uh, so if we just did, just changed our thinking, got rid of the income tax and, and come up with some sort of wealth tax, it might be more proportional than uh, what we're doing right now and perhaps be simpler and have more equity. You know, you're so right. You know, um, I was a, the, the um, keynote speaker at the American Equity Union uh, a couple of days ago. And I was bringing up the concept about uh, how much money do you need and who really earned the wealth that people have. In other words, Jess Bezos is worth $189 billion, as you spoke about. But where did that really come from? Did Bezos really do the kind of effort and work to do that? And my contention was that it's an economic system that rewards a certain manipulation of capital that allows one to amass that amount of wealth. And what you are saying, your proposal that you wrote about was the perfect way to, uh, I call it the perfect um, middle ground, if you will. And you're always a kind of a, not necessarily a middle ground guy, but somebody that is more, that is very pragmatic. Uh, and understanding that big gradients create problems. And if we want changes, it have to be changes that are palatable before somebody in effect goes crazy. So as it turns out, uh, I was speaking to something about wealth and who really owns it. And I think if we, if we spoke about uh, the numbers as you speak about, and at the same time, we make the case, Americans have been indoctrinated. We've all been indoctrinated into believing that if I create a product I have the infinite ability to capitalize on that product. But you know what, uh, Tim, let's just use you and I as an example. Uh, right now, I have the, this uh, program, Politics Done Right. Suppose this, this program, some big corporation decided that they liked this program. They wouldn't, but suppose they did and said they wanted to take it national. And I was uh, able to sign a huge contract and every year I get several million dollars to do politics done right. And it would be great, right? And I would still be doing good and I'll be awash in cash. But here's the magic. This would not have happened without the investment that Tim Danahy and all the other contributors to politics done right that I've had over the years. So 
this great thing happened to politics done right, this software, this um, media company, who deserved, who deserved the spoils? Would it be only Egberto Willis? Absolutely not. But that is how our economic system work. And um, go ahead. Well, Elizabeth Warren made a point, which, which is valid. Uh, and and I will, I'm not quoting her exactly, but she said uh, indirectly to, to, to billionaires. She said, she said uh, we educated your workers. We provide the roads that come to your business. Uh, we, we provide the defense of your assets, you know? Uh, we, we, we regulate the safety of, of the power and utilities. You have fresh water coming to your uh, facilities. You have reliable sources of power. Um, we make sure that you are not scammed in the banking system. I'm elaborating on what she said. Right. But, but if you have uh, uh, $100 billion, that takes a lot of protecting, you know? And it, it's not a, your own private police force is not gonna do it. Um, so um, there needs to be some sort of give back. And I know that um, say Fox News as an example might say, well, they are the, the makers and the takers or the creators and the whatever it might be. Um, that's not really valid, you know that. Um, and, and, and Egberto, I think you and I agree, we would never want to crush the entrepreneurial spirit. I would never, ever want not want somebody to be paid for an idea that people want i would never do that uh, but um sometimes people get so caught in their um activities and and pursuits of making money they forget who got them there and uh we should never forget that and so that's the reason i you know should all contribute a little bit of taxes you know no matter how little or how much is made we're all part of something wonderful and i think uh for someone like bezos or musk or uh in, in this case it was buffett uh in, in the ProPublica article that was often cited um uh a lot of people got them there yes they had an idea but a lot of people have coiled a lot of people have purchased the product a lot of people have uh, supported their infrastructure, why can't they support ours? You know, it's interesting because uh, for those people who really have ideas, Tim, uh, and, you know, I, I had a software company, I had a lot of ideas, and from that ideas came over 20 products. And in, in the early days, uh, when life was, you know, at the time that I wasn't foolish enough to go ahead and do the, the kind of work I'm doing now, uh, the, the, the income from these businesses was greater. But there's one interesting thing that folks don't realize. Those people with great ideas and those who want to continue with great ideas, the thing that, the thing that drives them it's not, it's not the money that one can get from great ideas. It is the euphoria that comes from creating great ideas. And if you look at Bill Gates in the beginning, uh, Bill Gates, very, very early on, it was originally the idea. And then when he learned about capitalization, that is when that took over, when he said, no, all these things have worth. And then he became from the ideas guy to the movement guy, and all his ideas thereafter came elsewhere. Same with Bezos. Bezos had the idea of selling books, 
But after the capitalization thing hit him, it was uh, almost less ideas, building on the ideas of others as you capitalize. A lot of people don't don't quite understand that engineers, people that produce things, you have several companies yourself, people that produce things, there is a certain euphoria in doing these things that don't require you to say, I've got to turn this into, I got to capitalize everything. And if you doubt that, look at communist countries, look at every type of country there is, and I'm not a communist at all. But what I'm saying, look at every country that you can see out there. And individually, people innovate. I mean, uh, you know, they, they individually innovate. Now, capitalization of the innovation occurs best in America, but people innovate all around the world. Well, yeah, I believe David K. Uh, wrote the, in one of his books um, about even Bill Gates and um, others who are early pioneers, perhaps Bezos was one of them, early pioneers in the software industry. Um, they all got help. Whether it was free computer time at a land-grant university like University of Michigan, right. whether it be uh, wherever, you know, they got help. Bill Gates got help from his father. Everybody got a little bit of a boost uh, in the early days of software and computer development. We must not forget uh, what leads us to our success, what started us. And ultimately, I think that leads to more success. Um, to, to, have, to be able to sustain, encourage, share, and reward that energy leads to more energy. Yes. And so uh, I'm, I'm happy Bezos is making a lot of money, but he's doing it on the backs of a lot of distribution workers who are, um, who are broken. Yes. And the solution is not um, Zen rooms that show company videos, uh, booths that show company videos to give a person uh, a 30 second break. Um, th there needs to be a better way of you and I both support capitalism, but capitalism to an excess uh, is as bad as communism to uh, 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 an excess. Um, it, no system is without its own seeds of destruction. And so um, the, the humanity uh, is lacking in, uh, com in capitalism, but I might also uh, offer that um, sometimes we lose sight of the humanity in running a business too. That's the magic. I, I, I think we're missing something. If, uh, oh, Henry Ford did this. You know, everybody says the, um, um, you know, he, he created the $5 a day wage and he's, they said, oh, that's fantastic. You know, and he's really gonna pay his people. Well, the problem was he had created a work atmosphere that had gone from, uh, the uh, foreman apprentice structure where it was a team of people making cars and, and people were engaged, they were learning, they would learn about the drivetrain, they would learn about the finish, whatever. And it was an engaged team that was producing cars. But then he, he uh, bought into this Frederick Taylor model, you know, a scientific production. Right. And so what, what happened is that everybody got segmented. Everybody had to do the same thing, same bolt turn, same torque, that kind of thing. And um, so he was losing people right and left. And he, so he said, I'm going to pay him $5 a day. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, that's how he retained people. But it became a soulless thing. And the irony of that is production 
still remained about a car a minute. And, uh, you know, production really didn't increase, but, um, but it, it's evident that capitalism had to buy its way out, but the quality of life was not sustained. Absolutely. So, well, Tim, um, the question I ask everybody at the end of an interview, and it goes as follows, what would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't? Um, I would like you to ask me why, why you're not national, Egberto. I mean, a quality man like you with, uh, that has an open forum that encourages uh, 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 diversity of thought. Uh, 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 you share these ideas. Um, uh, it's a disservice that you are not a national uh, uh, broadcaster. That would be the question that you should ask me. And, and what can I do to help you? Say, Tim, what can you do to help me become a national guy? I can tell you, I can extol your praises and uh, say, uh, if ever a man deserved it, it would be you. You are so kind. And let me just say one thing, grassroots, I am happy to keep moving one step at a time and growing slowly. Gross, slow growth is a good thing. Uh, and with people like you and many others, uh, you know, we'll continue our slow growth to really start changing minds and really chart, start building minds. So look, Tim, I thank you so kindly for being on Politics Done Right. And you keep doing what you're doing because you, you, know, you keep sending me stuff like this because I tell you what, you're always, as usual, thought-provoking. You have a wonderful day and thank you for having been on Politics Done Right. It's an honor, Egberto. You too. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.